Hello, critical thinkers. Welcome to the newest episode of the Healthy and Awake podcast. I'm the host, Mike Vera, board certified health coach. And today we're talking about TikTok, a little bit different than some of what we've covered in the past. But I thought this one was relevant because not only is it in the news on and off, there were hearings recently, but there is a component of health. We know that it can be addictive. Uh, can it affect our mood? Uh, all these little things that we're definitely going to get into. And we're really going to explore the murky waters of not only TikTok, but by the end, we'll explore some of the other social media platforms and even talk about how it's possibly morphed into a propaganda tool or a potential weapon for psychological warfare. And who really knew that teenagers lip syncing to pop music on on TikTok could really have far-reaching consequences but uh, I guess the only thing more dangerous than an impending nuclear arms race is a dance-off so uh, let's get into it TikTok is obviously hugely popular, not only in the United States, but around the world. And I actually deleted TikTok after I contemplated learning a TikTok dance. I was like, I got to get rid of this shit. What am I thinking? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did get rid of it uh, for a few reasons, but it's popular. There's no denying that. It, it seems to beat out all of them. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. TikTok is the app. And I know there were congressional hearings recently uh, with the CEO of TikTok. I have a few clips. And it caught my attention. I almost didn't make this episode but it really caught my attention because I had like six of my friends all say the same thing uh, just out of nowhere, unprompted. I didn't bring it up. I wasn't talking about TikTok, but it just came up multiple times in separate conversations. Man, our politicians are idiots the way they don't know anything about technology and uh, with this whole TikTok thing. And, and so when you hear a pattern like that of multiple people saying the same exact thing, at least for me, it catches my attention because I, I question whether they're expressing an actual opinion that they have, an original thought, or are they just regurgitating some kind of talking point that they heard from somebody else on social media, on the news, something like that. Because it is suspicious when, you know, multiple people are saying the same thing. Um, so it's just a red flag for me. But I did some investigating. There is a, a five-hour congressional hearing with the CEO of TikTok. And I see where they're coming from. There is some truth to it. So let me just show you in a clip. Mr. Chu, yes or no? Do you have full responsibility for your algorithms used by TikTok to prioritize content to its users? Yes or no, please? Uh, Congressman, I'll, I'll just like to, if respectfully, if you don't mind, I'll just like to start by saying it's devastating to hear about the news of, yes, as a yes. father myself, this is Sir, tragic. yes 
or no? I'll repeat the question. Do you have full responsibility over the algorithms used by TikTok to prioritize content to its users? Yes or no, please. The algorithms. Sounds dirty almost. So not only was that particular person kind of a jerk in asking questions, uh, but the question didn't even make sense. Uh, like, do you have control over the algorithms? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, so, yes. If you only watch what they show you in the short little clips in the news, it's easy to take away the opinion that, you know, all these people are idiots, they don't know anything about technology. And... Again, it's only when you watch the clips that are put in front of you because I struggled through watching the boring-ass five-hour hearing. But if you want to be informed and not let other people sort of shape your opinion for you, you have to do your due diligence. And, okay, TikTok isn't the most important topic in the world, but it just irks me when somebody puts out what they believe is an opinion, but is really shaped by the news. And then they're regurgitating these points and then they're spreading it. And then other people are just spreading it. And it just creates an environment where people aren't thinking at all. Um, which isn't good, right? Especially TikTok isn't the most serious thing in the world. But when we're talking about national security and propaganda and how your behavior might be affected. I think that's uh, pretty important to pay attention to. So yeah, there are some not so articulate people on the panel there asking questions. People who really, like, I, I don't mean to sound mean, but when you hear them talk and ask really dumb questions, it's hard not to have the opinion, wow, this, this guy's an idiot and he's our leadership? Like, what is going on here? Um, so I, I do understand and empathize with those people. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's like the, the lo and behold the truth, written in stone sort of thing. Watch, watch other parts of it. Try to prove yourself wrong on that. And uh, on that note, I do have another clip from the hearing just to show a little bit of some, like a part that maybe hasn't been shown in the mainstream news uh, because... They really like to paint a, a picture for you. But anyway, here we go. Mr. Show, I'd like to direct your attention to the screen for a short video, if you don't mind. Mr. Show, that video was posted 41 days ago. As you can see, it is captioned me as F at the House Energy and Commerce Committee on March 23rd of this year. This video was posted before this hearing was publicly noticed. I think that's a very interesting point to raise. But more concerning is the fact that it names this chairwoman by name. Your own community guidelines state that you have a firm stance against enabling violence on or off TikTok. We do not allow people to use our platform to threaten or incite violence or to promote violent extremist organizations, individuals, or acts. When there is a threat to public safety or an account is used to promote or glorify off-platform violence, we ban the account. This video has been up for 41 days. It is a direct threat to the chairwoman of this committee, the people in this room, and yet it still remains on the platform. And you expect us to believe 
that you are capable of maintaining the data security, privacy and security of 150 million Americans where you can't even protect the people in this room? I think that is a blatant display of how vulnerable people who use TikTok are. You couldn't take action after 41 days when a clear threat, a very violent threat to the chairwoman of this committee and the members of this committee was posted on your platform. You damn well know that you cannot protect the data and security of this committee or the 150 million users of your app because it is an extension of the CCP. And with that, I yield back. So it is pretty interesting, and and I know they did not show a whole lot of clips like that on any of the mainstream broadcasting channels. And, you know, as, as evidenced by just the narrative that's sort of out there, I know just a handful of my friends sort of bringing it up casually and, and offering a single perspective isn't, you know, the most scientific data in the world, but it definitely caught my attention when they're all sort of, it's clear that a, a picture has been painted for them. Uh, but when you go ahead, you put in the effort and you try to counter that mainstream narrative and you dig a little deeper, you find that there's a whole lot more than what is being put in front of you. And so that's just one example of some of the more uh, serious moments in the congressional hearing. And that's really the last of the congressional hearing that I want to bring up. I have uh, five more clips ahead that are much more interesting and entertaining, I can assure you. Uh, and honestly, I don't blame anybody for not watching the really boring five-hour hearing. But uh, just just use this as a, a precautionary tale, you know, not to let people give a story to you right? Because uh, these things are important. Well, let's take a shift. The, there are some positives of TikTok. I'm not here to say like, look, there, TikTok is all bad. TikTok is only a weapon. We have to get rid of TikTok. I, I used TikTok. I don't now, but I've used it. It's definitely entertaining. Uh, there are some really creative people out there and the algorithm is such that you can find these really cool, really creative people very easily. And then you can scroll endlessly for hours. And then you look up from your phone and holy shit, it's been eight hours. Where did the time go? Uh, so it is, it does its job. It's very entertaining. It also, uh, another positive here is the, uh, sort of like the decentralization, I guess, of content creation, just like YouTube and, and that sort of thing. Uh, it gives power to individual content creators, which speaking here as a content creator is something I value highly. So that's a plus. Uh, and even further, as somebody with a business who wants to promote my business, I, I'm, I'm on a positive mission. I'm working towards a good cause. And so I want all the distribution channels I can get to spread my message. And despite me taking TikTok down, I'm, I'm sure the videos are still up there. It's just something I've decided for a few reasons that it's not for me. Uh, but you can definitely build a quick audience for somebody who's looking to build a big platform. As long as you aren't, <laughs> you know, for, for someone like myself, it's a little tricky when you're talking against government corruption and pharmaceutical industries and uh, all these different controversial things. Uh, it's not always so easy to build a quick audience, but for most people, TikTok is an excellent platform to build a quick audience. But forget all that boring, positive stuff. Let's get into the real juicy stuff here, like national security risks. 
Um, we know, just like as was discussed in the last clip, that there are some questions that maybe should be asked. You know, we know that TikTok is a Chinese company. And when you think of foreign affairs and national security and how other countries have their national security needs and how other countries are trying to gather as much data as they can always on other countries. Uh, so a lot of the people that I hear dismiss even thinking about TikTok as a possible weapon are basically like younger people, like naive millennials or uh, what's what's younger than that, Gen Z. Uh, so people who just like, who only see the surface. They just see an, a an app with dancing on it. That's all they see. They don't know how to read between the lines and look deeper and see the world for how it really is, where, you know, there is a power struggle in some sense. And even though this innocuous tool, innocuous looking tool for content seems totally innocent to a um, somebody who scrutinizes every detail, somebody who thinks from a national security perspective might say, hey, stop being so naive. Like, wake up. This isn't just necessarily an innocent app. Uh, and, and TikTok isn't the only offender here, right? We, uh, one thing I'm going to discuss ahead are really, uh, in general, social media apps and some of the downfalls from them. But one interesting thing here is there, we know there's a difference between the content in China versus the content in America when it comes to TikTok. Uh, this is something that multiple people who, uh, even people from China have said this openly, Look, the TikTok in America is totally different. It's all dancing and garbage and over-sexualized content, whereas you go to China and they're highlighting the engineers and the latest accomplishments of the country. And that matters. And anybody who, you know, is, is reasonable could see something like that and say, hey, something's not right here. I understand that I like TikTok and I like watching all these videos, but for the country that made this app to show really great educational positive videos over there and show craziness over here there's got to be something to that right i mean you have to be a all right i won't use the word that i was going to use but like if you have no skepticism and no awareness and you just totally believe what any company tells you. Oh, TikTok, I saw the CEO. He gave a great opening statement. He said that they want to cooperate and that they have no ill intent. Like if you're the type of person that hears an opening statement and just accepts it at face value, you got a rough life ahead of you. I'll tell you that. Skepticism is healthy. It helps you, it helps prevent you from making bad decisions or being manipulated from possibly nefarious forces. Uh, so all of that is to say that there are differences between the content in China versus the content in America. And it's something, it's a fact that's worth questioning and paying attention to and asking, why would that be the case? Because, I mean, if you listen to the, to the hearing, you can see that the CEO himself admits that they have a significant degree of control over the way that the content is put out in front of people. Like, so what you see through TikTok they do have a great deal of control over that. They, with a flip of a switch, basically, they can push certain people and certain ideas into your feed. So why are we getting all the garbage? How deliberate is that? And if it's not deliberate, why aren't they making deliberate efforts to fix it? These are all questions that are reasonable and worth asking. And even further, we know that China has access 
to the American data. And that's a, a big part of what's covered in the hearing. And, you know, this isn't, I don't want to spend too much time on this because this is, I mean, they spent a lot of time going back and forth. He seems to be dodging questions. They're, they're asking the questions very poorly. But to really summarize the whole back and forth, uh, it is, TikTok is a Chinese company. By Chinese law, all the data from Chinese companies belong to China. This is how the CCP, the Communist, uh, the Chinese Communist Party works. And they even read the laws out loud in the hearing. So ultimately, the answer from the CEO is something to the effect of, yes, that's correct over there, but we keep the data over here in America. So we've we've just separated it. We keep the data over here. Then they go back and forth like, well, but we know we have record that China still sees the data. They can still access it. Their law says that even if, you know, uh, uh, basically you can't say anything if we take the data, you basically have to pretend. And so there's all these complexities to it. Um, all reasons to not take anything at face value. And, and you know, the people who do, it, it's just pure naivety. And I don't mean that like in an insulting way. I mean, technically, to be naive means that you're unfamiliar with it. You're sort of just not aware. You're you're blind to it. And just to highlight how technical I'm being here, when in medicine, when somebody hasn't gotten a treatment, like a, a certain type of medication, let's say, they're called treatment naive. That's not saying that they're like a like a prescription deficient idiot, right? Naive is not an insult. Naive does not mean idiot. Naive is a technical thing. And so I'm saying that the type of people who go like TikTok is fine. Shut up. Don't think about it. Let me just flip through my app. These are naive people technically because there's so much research to and, and evidence to show that there's a lot of fuckery about. And some people just don't want to ask questions. Um, and, and we know this from history. Most Americans are complacent in recent history. Uh, more recently, a popular example of this is X key score. These are from the Edward Snowden leaks that basically said, Hey, you're Americans, you're being spied on. The United States government is spying on you. Some people like myself got upset, but 99% of everybody didn't care. And they just keep flipping through their phones. They go back to whatever they're doing. Uh, that has to change, uh, because, well, I, I won't get into that, um, it does have to change, but like that's partially what the show is about. The, the idea that people can be so asleep has to be a change because this is the healthy and awake podcast. We're here to wake people up. We're here to talk about the truth. And, uh, I feel like a lot of people just don't talk about some of these issues. So it's worth asking how can users protect their sensitive data while using TikTok or other social media platforms? To be honest, I don't really no, I mean, with TikTok in particular, don't use TikTok is really the best way you can protect your data from TikTok in particular. But as long as you're having, uh, you're using a phone or a computer, we live in a data collection age where unless you're a real techie, it's very tough to, to protect yourself. But without a doubt, awareness is number one. So that's one thing you absolutely can do is awareness. Uh, so just use some thought, right? Don't believe what the TV is telling you ever. I'm just so sick of saying this because it's so clear. And again, we're, we're going to have more uh, clips ahead that sort of give a strong indication that the TV and the mainstream should not be trusted. But before I get into that, I have some more interesting and fun clips. Um, so mental health concerns. 
we know social media has an impact on our mental health. It has a psychological effect. It functions as a psychological tool. Whether that's intentional or not, that is the fact. So tools, and especially psychological tools, can be weaponized. Plenty of military documentation to show how they weaponize basically everything. And TikTok or social media apps are certainly no exception. But when we think of mental health concerns, there are plenty of them with something like TikTok because, I mean, the app is like one big mental disorder. Some of these things that you see on there, it it's an environment, right? So as a health coach, one thing I help people with a lot is creating awareness around their environment, how their environment affects their behaviors, how their environment is conducive to their goals. So if you're trying to lose weight and eat healthier, well, it's not going to be helpful if your environment is filled with ice cream and cookies and cake and all kinds of snacks. So we'd have to change the environment because the environment affects your behavior. Similarly, TikTok and other social media platforms function as digital environments. So if you're mind is spending a lot of time in this space well that space can affect the way you think the way you behave and who you are as a person so when we see bullshit like this since you want an explanation that you're not going to listen to anyway i'm going to explain this to you very clearly people who use ghost ghost self pronouns do not actually think that they're a ghost since somebody told you that apparently um, they just feel that ghost ghost self is a perfect way to describe how they feel about their gender pronoun wise. And it literally works the same way as if you would use somebody's name instead of a pronoun. It works the same way as talking about somebody in the third person. Literally, if I were to say Salem's favorite game is a PlayStation 2 game and it makes Salem very happy that it still works. But then you replace it with a neo pronoun, so it will be Ghost's favorite game is a PlayStation 2 game, and it makes Ghost very happy because it still works. Like it's the same thing in a different font. Why is this so difficult for you to grasp? It's such a simple concept, and third graders can understand it. Come on, third graders can understand Ghost self? It's so obvious. I think third graders are the only people who would you know, who can reasonably get away with playing the game. Hey, I'm, I'm a ghost self, right? Anything past third grade, that's not normal. And so just like I said before the clip, our environment is important. An unhealthy environment creates an unhealthy mind. And we know this physically. I, I, I often refer to the grocery store example. There's a reason that they put the candy bars in a certain way and they spend lots of money figuring out the exact phrases and colors and placements and all these different things to construct the environment precisely so that it will get you to behave in a certain way in a grocery store to buy something. So when we know that clips like this are being propagated to on a high level on social media platforms, particularly like TikTok, it's worthy of suspicion because it propagates these ideas. Then you have other people out there, these other naive people who, and, and it's seemingly narcissistic the way that she was talking. Hey, I'm, I'm a ghost self. And then you have her friends say, oh yeah, I, I'm a ghost self too. Then you get somebody else saying, hey, I'm a hawk person. My name is Horace and I'm a red-tailed hawk. In our world, I do have the body of a hawk, but while fronting, I consider myself a Therian because I am in a human body, but my identity is still a hawk.
Not all animal alters will identify this way, and I am, in fact, the only animal alter in our system who does identify this way. I am doing my best to come to terms with living in a human body. When you say it's like sharing your brain with your friends, that, first of all, implies that alters are friends by default, which is just not the case, and second of all, implies that alters are really just one-dimensional, which also is just not the case. I'm not sure what my age is or even if I have one, but I do have both a bird form and a, like, human-avian hybrid form like Avery as well. I'm more elaborated than a fragment, but I'm not, like, a full person yet. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. Like, what do you say to that? What would you say if somebody in real life said to you, like, like, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. Uh, hey, you know, she, she's got a nice jacket on or something. Like, hey, did you just refer to me as she? Like, no, I'm a, a hawk person. <sighs> Look, I have respect for people. But I draw a line, right? Like, I don't make fun of people for their gender stuff. I don't make fun of people for anything. Like, I'm not making fun of anybody here. Um, but hawk self, ghost self, like this... Anyone with integrity should be able to draw a line and say, like, no, I'm not playing your game. I'm not going to call you a ghost hawk, okay? And so, look, I, I you know... These are some silly examples of people who are totally out of their minds. But it's a problem when people cater to this and accept it. But okay, so let, let me offer a more serious example. This is a one minute clip. Maybe like if, if you can't really wrap your head around ghost self and hawk self, um, this is, I guess, a more serious implication still like the other ones are serious. Like, and I'm bringing them up for a reason. It's not nothing that people think that they're ghosts and hawks. And not, not only that, that you have to participate. It's not just enough that I'm a hawk. You have to refer to me as a hawk self. And you have to understand that just because I'm a hawk self doesn't mean that I, I only hang out with other hawk selves. Come on, be reasonable here. All right, here's another clip. As News Channel 5's Claire Kopsky learned, doctors are starting to see some of the aftermath in teenage girls in the form of ticks. There's been an influx, uh, a, a, a huge influx over the past year. An influx three or even fourfold from a year ago in what doctors are now calling functional tick disorder. Flailing movements of their arms, even self-injurious, so they're you know striking themselves. Um, uh, you know, just where there's multiple steps to a sequence, you know, and, and um, with these movements. Or they're saying entire phrases, you know, swearing. While more research needs to be done as to why this is being seen more often, it's a condition Vanderbilt neurologists say could be influenced by social media that involves videos, some of which are about ticks and Tourette syndrome. We have been telling our patients when we see individuals who have this diagnosis, uh, you know, to, to really try to limit their exposure, you know, to avoid watching uh, TikTok. I think that there's something that the visual aspect of it seems like it has more of an impact. So I, I want to elaborate on the implications of that. Because, I mean, Tourette's is something we all know. It's in the books. We, we don't have hawk self and ghost self in the book. So it's a little harder to talk about. But we know that Tourette's 
is like real Tourette's is a neurological condition. There's uh, uh, a problem with the hardware, right? With the physical structure of the nervous system. That's Tourette's. And I'm not claiming to know a whole bunch about Tourette's, but that's at a basic level. That's it's about the hardware. So then you have young girls spending lots of time on TikTok absorbing the characteristics of some of these people with Tourette's and mimicking them in a way that's psychological, right? It's not affecting their neurological hard wiring. It, you know, it's not affecting that. This is something that they're seeing, they're being exposed to it, and it's affecting the way they think to the point where they kind of get secondhand Tourette's. It's leaving an imprint on their brain that affects the way they behave. That's serious. So it's easy to go like, oh, well, that's just Tourette's. Just, you know, don't act like you have Tourette's anymore. But realize that that means that these apps, especially for young, impressionable minds, leaves such an imprint that it can cause somebody to behave as if they have neurological malfunctions like Tourette's. So I don't know. It, it's There's a clear connection there. And I don't know what we do about it, but I think we should talk about it. And not only that, not only could it lead to actual mental disorders, but we know it's addictive. And addiction is a type of mental disorder. So it can be very addictive. And part of that is because it messes with your dopamine. It, it hijacks your dopamine systems. That's why it's so easy to get stuck on it for hours, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Okay, so it's addictive, it can cause you to think you're a ghost or a hawk, uh, it can mess with your attention span and cognitive abilities, which is huge. So if you are consistently using TikTok, scrolling through there, messing with your dopamine, like getting that hit of dopamine every single time, that actually is starting to rewire your brain when you do it consistently. There's this thing called neuroplasticity. It means your brain can reshape itself based on the experiences. And so if your experiences involve scrolling through your phone for six to eight hours a day, well, you're basically training your brain to respond and look for dopamine hits just from your phone. That's like one way to put it. I mean, we could talk about that for hours, but that's one way to concisely put it. So also the subconscious influence like what you know i think with something like ghost self and hawk self it's not like people or young people are going like hey you know i like that i'm going to call myself a ghost self like i think a lot of it is a subconscious influence it's because it's not just a direct message it's just it's there and it's sort of normalizing something. They might not be thinking this consciously, but normalizing it can have a subconscious like acceptance of it. Like imagine, let's make it, let's tone it down a little bit. Let's make it a little less ridiculous than I think I'm a hawk, okay? Let's say you download TikTok for the first time, you open up the app, you're scrolling through there, and it, you just so happen to notice, consciously or unconsciously, that everyone has blue hair, right? You're scrolling through like, okay, Maybe you don't consciously notice it at first. Eventually you notice it. And so that's like normalizing this environment of everybody has blue hair. You might feel social pressure from that. You might think like, huh, what, did I miss the memo? I better dye my hair blue. There are a lot of, you know, I, I know my audience are critical thinkers, but the, believe me, I, I've met a lot of people who are 
vulnerable enough and not awake enough to really fight the subconscious influence that places like TikTok could be having. Now, I know I've been talking for a while, and I try to put in clips throughout this uh, these episodes, so I do have a few more things to say before I get into that. Uh, but TikTok, uh, a few other things to consider. TikTok can spread propaganda, self-harm, things like the Tide Pod Challenge. Somebody who has done psychological experimentation. I worked in a cognitive psychology lab. I think often like an experimenter, like through that experimental lens. And if I were like in the CIA or any of these places where these intelligence places where I had the capability to initiate social experiments, like, hey, I found this video the other day of a kid eating a Tide Pod. Let's go ahead and upload that on TikTok and other places and see how many will just decide to eat Tide Pods just based on the mere exposure effect. That's an actual concept in psychology, the mere exposure effect. You see it. And then so in addition to the mere exposure effect, you get the normalization, you have it affecting your environment, you could have elements of social pressure. So as a social psychologist, I'm having a great time seeing what else I can get people to do. Hey, ice bucket challenge. Can we get people to dump ice on their heads? Yeah, great. Let's let's propagate some of those videos. And so you see how I'm not saying this is exactly how it happens, right? I'm just saying in a hypothetical scenario. It's possible. These are distribution channels, these social media platforms. So if I had the resources and, and I worked in an intelligence agency, it certainly would be possible. And I would imagine it's been done, right? It doesn't make sense that like, what, zero social experimentation has been done through social media? Are you out of your mind? No, of course, experimentation has been done. And very likely you've been hit with some of that propaganda. You just don't know it yet. Uh, so I'm not saying that these are necessarily nefarious people who are just trying to capture your mind. I'm, maybe there could be some of that, but it could also be, you know, a, a, a psychology team at a university and they're just running their experiment. It could be another country and they're just doing uh, propaganda operations. So you think well of the country. It could be any number of things. My point here is that these platforms are ripe for distribution. I mean, they're perfect propaganda channels. And if I wanted to get people to eat Tide Pods, I have exactly all the tools that I need to try to make that happen. And it has happened. Um, so how can individuals maintain a healthy balance between social media use and mental well-being? Well, look, as a board-certified health coach and founder of Red Pill Health and Wellness, I got to plug my own business here. So check out MikeVirat.com. Uh, I don't exactly talk about TikTok or anything uh, like as specific as we're doing now. Uh, but my health program on my website does cover all the foundational stuff. It takes you from, hey, I don't really uh, like I want to be healthy, but I don't know exactly how to get to where I want to go. Hey, I know some of the things that I want to do, but there's so much information out there. I need help figuring out what's right. If that's you, this program will take you from that all the way to, hey, I not only know everything that I need to know for my health, but I'm ready to do it. I have the support system. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm in a community with like-minded people. I'm here uh, living my best life as a result of this program. So we give you all the information, the support, the community, 
everything. Check it out at MikeVere.com. But enough of that. Let's move on to really as we start to wind down. We started by saying, asking, is TikTok a weapon? And I know a lot of people, at least people in my network, when I've asked this question, it gets dismissed. People roll their eyes. Hey, I'm used to that at this point. Um, you know, TikTok is just entertainment. TikTok is just an app. TikTok is just this, this, and this. You know, those are the naive people we've talked about before. They say it as if propaganda would be labeled. Like, come on, there's no propaganda here. It's not tagged. It doesn't say propaganda. These people, like, it, it takes actual critically critical thinking to realize that propaganda isn't labeled, right? You have to critically think to figure out what is propaganda. But people in, in America, and look, I'm an American. I know, uh, so let me be perfectly clear about that. But our culture... Here in America, is we want the easiest, we want it quick, we want it now. So, you know, trying to decipher what's propaganda and what's not isn't exactly quick, easy, or now. But I do have uh, a few clips coming up, and we're almost there. Uh, but on this pushback, on the idea that, hey, come on, it's just entertainment, TikTok is, isn't propaganda. It can be weaponized, we've covered that, it's a tool. It absolutely can be weaponized. But as a hypothetical here, uh, let's say I, I have my own country, Awakistan, all right? Awakistan, I'm the king of Awakistan, and I wanna infiltrate the minds of the American population. I, went, I want them to not only know about Awakistan, but I want them to think that we're the best. I want people to move from America to Awakistan. So what am I gonna do? Email marketing, what are you, nuts? course i'm not going to do email marketing no i'm going to go where they already are these americans are spending hours per day on tiktok i'm going to go ahead i'm going to make some videos i'm going to tag them appropriately i'm going to pay other people other influencers to do my awakestan dance and it's going to be the best and once i'm done conquering tiktok i'm going to go on facebook i'm going to go on twitter and i'm going to keep pumping money into these machines until everybody knows about awakestan everybody believes in what i believe and we have caravans of people coming over to Awakestan, right? So it, it's possible. And there are companies that use these strategies. These are marketing strategies. They're no different than propaganda strategies, okay? Especially with the digital landscape that we have nowadays. So I really, as king of Awakestan, I really want to occupy the minds of people. So in order to do that, I have to go entertain them a little bit and go dance, do a little dance on TikTok. <laughs> so social contagion, you know, the idea that these ideologies or, or just ridiculous trends can sort of spread like a virus through these platforms, whether it's hawks or Tide Pods or ice bucket challenges or George Soros color revolutions. It's a tool for disbursement of messages. All right, here comes the clips. We got examples of not only TikTok, but other platforms being weaponized so at this point hopefully it's clear tiktok is essentially a weapon it, and even if it's not like a weapon itself it functions as a weapon so you could say hey, it's not a weapon it, it functions as a weapon okay there's no getting around this it functions as a weapon but if if you love tiktok that's okay don't get too upset because it's facebook too well if you watch the corporate report you'll know that yes, the uh, Facebook, as well as other social media entities, but Facebook certainly has 
some shady roots with shady people uh, and connections back to InQtel, the CIA's venture capital firm. So you already know about that, but maybe you don't know about LifeLog, the DARPA project that began the day that face or that ended the day Facebook began. Really? Is that true? Well, I myself have to admit this is new to me. I'd never heard of LifeLog before, so I went looking it up, and sure enough, it turns out there was something called LifeLog that was a DARPA project that was announced back in late 2003 and was cancelled or was announced as being cancelled on February 4th, 2004 in this Wired article, Pentagon Kills LifeLog Project. And it says that the Pentagon cancelled its so-called LifeLog Project, an ambitious effort to build a database tracking a person's entire existence. Run by DARPA, the, Department Def the Defense Department's research arm, LifeLog aimed to gather in a single place just about everything an individual says, sees, or does. The phone calls made, the TV shows watched, the magazines read, the plane tickets bought, the email sent and received. Out of this seemingly endless ocean of information, computer scientists would plot distinctive roots in the data, mapping relationships, memories, events, and experiences. But don't worry, guys, it was all cancelled on February 4th. 2004, or at least that's when it was announced cancelled by Wired. And just out of curiosity, is it true? Is that the day that Facebook was founded? Well, according to the bastion of truthiness Wikipedia, it is anyway. February 4th, 2004, the website for Facebook was launched by Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, Wiki provides a, a link to a, an article that, that sources that. So apparently it is true. It's funny how upset some of the boomers have gotten at me for bringing this up because uh, I mean at this point Facebook is mostly for the boomers because all the younger people are on TikTok um, but I've said publicly on Facebook like hey Facebook isn't what you think it is uh, there's a lot of evidence to point to the fact that it might be a military DARPA project to collect information on you Shut up, Mike. I'm just here to share pictures and talk to my friends and stay in touch on messaging. And, and it just drives me nuts how some people just resist the truth no matter what. It's just an innocent... Come on. It's just Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's a nice guy. I've seen the videos of him. He looks like a worm. These people are easily played. The lack of skepticism is overwhelming. It really gets me worked up. Um, and I've had to clip a lot of things, you know, I'm, it's funny, I'm very anti-censorship on my show, I don't want to censor myself, but I also have to walk a fine line at this point in my show, um, and, and for that reason I'm working on some workarounds, if you do check out MikeVera.com, you'll see the uh, Healthy and Awake community is there, it's free right now, I'm working on a, uh, there's going to be a paid membership, it still will always be free, but you can get the exclusive content that's coming soon. So the things that I am, uh, quote-unquote, censoring from wherever you're hearing it right now, I'm going to put all the, the juicy stuff that I've had to censor uh, and put it in a spot where I know I'm with people I can trust, I can speak freely, and not only that, you can speak freely as well. Anti-censorship. Uh, but there's reasons I have to set it up that way. So check it out at MikeVeer.com if you want to get in early while it, uh, the free stuff is just starting to get set up. It's all there, uh, but I have cool resources and stuff that are going to be put there too. Uh, 
But I do want to bring up, this is the last clip here before we really uh, wrap it up. Okay, so TikTok seems to be a weapon. Facebook, clearly some sort of weapon. What about Twitter? A new batch of Twitter files is highlighting the social media platform's involvement in censoring factual COVID-19 information. It's also raising questions of whether other social media sites were doing the very same thing. Senior national correspondent Brian Enton is live. So, Brian, what is in these new files? Well, Nicole, this new batch of emails that came out today, all part of Elon Musk, are releasing this data ever since he took over Twitter. It is an interesting look behind the scenes at what was going on during the vaccine rollout. The latest dump of Twitter files is raising questions about whether social media and the government were trying to censor valid information during the COVID pandemic. Journalist Matt Taibbi releasing a trove of emails between Twitter and the Stanford-based Virality Project, a coalition of researchers trying to clamp down on rumors and misinformation about COVID on social media. Problem is, some of what they were advocating should be censored was not misinformation. Take, for example, the idea of natural immunity. In an email from June 2021, a representative from the Virality Project wrote to Twitter leadership, this week we were able to hone in on ongoing tactics and themes, including an increasingly popular narrative around natural immunity. But experts say developing immunity after getting COVID is not a narrative, it's proven fact. Okay, so it's TikTok, it's Facebook, it's Twitter. These are all parts of the propaganda machine. It should be clear at this point. And funny enough, all of these ideas that I'm discussing today, which are now widely, maybe not widely, but accepted, yeah, widely accepted by the people who are paying attention and who are awake. I mean, the people who are just tuning everything out, is their opinion even really worth anything on this matter if they're not even paying attention and tuning everything out? So the people who are with it, the people who are, you know, really tuned in to the real world and how things work can see that these are parts of the propaganda machine, which is important to know because the propaganda machine targets us, all of us. And all these ideas were once thought of as dismissible, ridiculous conspiracy theories. Of course, Facebook is just innocent Mark Zuckerberg's a great guy. TikTok is just an app to do some dancing on. Twitter, censorship at Twitter, come on, don't be a jerk. Twitter's fine. Look, all this stuff we know now is legit. And even Elon Musk himself said that all of the conspiracy theories about Twitter turned out to be true. The owner of Twitter said that himself. So the people who continue to deny this are really fooling themselves. And I guess at this point, there are just more questions than anything else. We know that we should be cautious about propaganda and social media and paying attention to whether we feel like a ghost or a hawk or not. But the last takeaway here that I think is very important is what is next and I mean on a political level, because we, we see these hearings and what seems to be pushed is, at least what some people are saying, is the next uh, Patriot Act 2.0. So 
are we being played just by putting this, the hearings in front of us in the first place? Is this to cultivate a narrative of some sort to say, hey, look at TikTok, look how bad they are. We need to put a bill so we make sure that TikTok is not collecting your data. Only us, only Facebook, we can collect your data. You know, so there's there's clearly some politics at play. Don't believe what anyone tells you, like even me, okay? Question what I'm telling you here. But um, especially TV, especially Facebook. I mean, if you're going to believe what Facebook says about Facebook, if you're reading it on Facebook and you're just believing, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so yeah, the, these things, caution is warranted. Please think critically. And hey, here's, this is kind of funny. Follow me on social media. Despite all of the bad things that I just said, follow me wherever you're watching this. If you're watching it uh, live in the live broadcast, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Please give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think or just say hello. Tell me what you want to hear next. I have some great things in the works. Uh, check out MikeVira.com. Spread the word, all that good stuff. But most importantly... Stay healthy and stay awake.